Hey, 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 y'all. This your girl, Tanetta, your life coach and social worker, the black girl who reads. And we're in the middle of the book, The Master Key System. We're actually at chapter number 11. I don't think that's the middle, but it don't matter, y'all. But we are somewhere in the middle of the book. Um, the chapter, Like I said, chapter number 11 of the book, The Master Key System by Charles F. Hanel. So I want to welcome y'all back. I hope y'all enjoy episode number 10. Was talking about all those damn excuses that we have and how to stop doing those excuses, y'all. And how to start thinking in a more positive light. And I'm sure chapter number 11 is going to give us some more insight on that. So... Again, this is Tanetta Clay, your certified life coach, your social worker, your black girl that reads. I want to make sure that y'all know that this episode is sponsored by Speak Your Truth Life Coaching, where the Let's Date Bundle is now on sale, y'all, for 85% off for those couples out there who are listening that want to re- Create that spark outside and inside their bedroom. So make sure that y'all picking it up today, y'all. It's called Let's Date Bundle. Also... Make sure that y'all are sharing this episode out with your family, your friends, anybody that you know that has a business, anybody in general, anybody that you know who would need this kind of information to, of course, improve their life and or their business. This information inside this book, The Master Key System, is talking more about our thoughts and how our thoughts create, create, create our environment and our mindset. This is what this is talking about, y'all. The last chapter, like I said, chapter number 10 was talking about um, of course, our thoughts in the negative and how we're giving excuses for different things that we think we cannot do. So, like I said, I want to welcome y'all again to the part number 11. Again, share this out with your family, friends, share it on your blogs. Feel free, feel free to share this on any social media site that you have that you think folks may be interested in hearing this. So, and they want to improve their life. So, with that, let's get on y'all to part number 11. All right, now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Introduction to part 11. Your life is governed by law, by actual immutable principles that never vary. Law is in, is in, is in operation at all times in all places. Fixed laws underlie all human interactions, all human actions. For this reason, men who control giant industries are enabled to determine which absolute precision, just what percentage of every 100,000 people will respond to at any given set of conditions. It is well, however, to remember that while every effect is a result of a cause, the effect in turn becomes a cause, which creates other effects, which in turn creates other causes, so that when you put the law of attraction into operation, you must remember that you are starting a train of causation for good and otherwise, which may have endless possibilities. And I understand that for everything that you do, there's a cause and effect. So I understand that. I hope y'all understand that as well. Like I said, make sure that y'all sharing this out to people who need this, y'all. People, folks need this information. We frequently hear it said, a very distressing situation came into my life, which could not have been the result of my thought. As I certainly never entertained any thought which could have such a result. We fail to remember that like attracts like in the mental world and that the thought which we entertain brings to us certain friendships, companionships of a particular kind. And these in turn bring about conditions and environment, which in turn are responsible for the conditions of which we complain. God damn it, y'all. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, this book, this chapter is hitting on a lot. Golly, y'all. I hope y'all picked that up. We understand. We say, of course, we, you, I've said it. 
we, we bring different, we um, attract different things into our lives and, but oh no, I didn't attract this because it's too bad. It, it, it wasn't anything that I thought about, any of those kind of things. But you have to remember that the people, but the things that you're attracting will bring, of course, the people and all that kind of stuff in your life. And you never know what's attached to these people, y'all. That's what it's telling. I'm not telling you to stop talking to people, that kind of thing. But I'm just trying to tell you that this is what this is talking about. Certain friendships, companionships, and relationships that we have bring on certain cause and effect in our lives as well. We have to understand that. Regardless as to whether you think you have not created this situation, somebody's cheating on you, which I have done, you have to realize that you brought that person into your life for whatever reason, depending on the season that you're in. This is powerful, y'all. God damn it, y'all. All right, let me get to part number 11. So I'm going to sit up and talk all day. Part 11. All right. Inductive reasoning is the process of the objective mind by which we compare a number of separate instances with one another until we see the common factor that gives rise to them all. Induction proceeds by comparison of facts. It is this method of studying nature which has resulted in this, the discovery of a reign of law which has marked an epoch in human progress. It is the dividing line between superstition and intelligence. It has eliminated the elements of uncertainty and caprice from men's lives and substituted law, reason, and certitude. It is the watchman at the gate mentioned in the former lesson. When by virtue this principle, the world to which the senses were accustomed had been revolutionized, when the sun had been arrested in his course, the apparently flat earth had been shaped into a ball and set whirling around him, when the inert matter had been resolved in active elements, and the universe presented itself wherever we directed the telescope and microscope, full of force, motion, and life, we are constrained to ask by what possible means the, de the delicate forms of organization in the midst of it are kept in order and repair. Like poles and like forces repel themselves or remain impenetrable to each other. And this causes, or this cause seems in general sufficient to assign a proper place and distance to stars, men, and forces. As men of different virtues enter into partnership, so do opposite poles attract each other. Elements that have no property in common, like acids and gases, cling to each other in preference and in general exchange is kept up between the surplus and the demand. As the eye seeks and receives satisfactions from colors complementary to those which are given, so does need, want, and desire in the largest sense induce, guide, and determine action. It is our privilege to become conscious of the principle and act in accordance with it. Cuvier sees a tooth belonging to an extinct race of animals. This tooth wants a body for performance of its function and it defines the peculiar body it stands in need of, which with such precision that Cuvier or Cuvier is able to construct the frame of this animal. Perturbations are observed, observed in the mo motions of Uranus. Leverier 
needs another star at a certain place to keep the solar system in order. And Neptune's appears in the place and hour appointed. The instinctive wants of animals and the intellect wants of Cobier, the wants of nature and of mind, of Leverrier, I don't know how to pronounce these damn names, y'all, were alike. And thus the results here, the thoughts of an existence, they're in existence. A well-defined lawful want therefore furnishes the reason for the more complex operations of nature. I have no idea what that last few sentences was, y'all. So if you can understand it, definitely understand it. I don't. Um, with all those names and all these things or whatever. Um, I'm getting back to the chapter now. Having recorded correctly the answers furnished by nature and stretched our senses with the growing science over her surface, having joined hands with the levers that move the earth, we become conscious of such a close, buried, and deep contact with the world without that our wants and purposes become no less identified with the harmonious operations of this vast organization that the, than the life, liberty, and happiness of the citizens is identified with the existence of his government. As the interests of the individual are protected by the arms of the country, added to his own, and his needs may depend upon certain supply and the degree that they are felt more universally and steadily, in the same manner does conscious citizenship in the Republic of Nature secure us from the annoyances of subordinate agents by alliance with superior powers and by appeal to the fundamental laws of resistance or inducement offered, by, offered to mechanical or chemical agents, distribute the labor to be performed between them and man to be the best advantage of the inventor. If Plato could have witnessed the pictures executed by the sun with the assistance of the photographer, or a hundred similar illustrations of what man does by induction. He will perhaps have been reminded of the intellectual midwifery of his master and in his own mind might have arisen the vision of a land where all manual mechanical labor and repetition is assigned to the power of nature, where our wants are satisfied by purely mental operations set in motion by will and where the supply is created by demand. However, Distant that land may appear, induction has taught man to take to make strides toward it and has surrounded him with benefits, which are at the same time rewards for past fidelity and incentives for more assiduous de devotion. It is also an aid in concentrating and strengthening our facilities, faculties for the remaining part, giving unearning solution for the individual well as universal problems by the mere operations of mind in the purest form. Here we have a method, the spirit of which is to believe that what is sought has been accomplished in order to accomplish it, a method bequeathed upon us by the same Plato who outside of this fear could never find how the ideas became realities. This conception is also elaborated by Swedenborg in his doctrine of court correspondences. And still a great teacher has said, what things soeth you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and ye shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. I understand that y'all. Whatever things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them. And, and I guess in common man's terms, Mark eleven twenty four. 
The difference of the tenses in this passage is remarkable. We are first to believe that our desire has already been fulfilled. Its accomplishment will then follow. This is a concise direction for making use of the creative power of thought by impressing on the universal subjective mind the particular thing which we desire as an already existing fact. We are thus thinking on the plane of the absolute and eliminating all consideration of conditions or limitation and are planting a seed which, if left undisturbed, will fully germinate into external fruition. To review, inductive reasoning is the process of the objective mind by which we compare a number of separate instances with one another until we see the common factor that gives rise to them all. We see people in every civilized country on the globe securing results by some process which they do not seem to understand themselves and to which they usually attract more or less mystery. Our reason is given to us for the purpose of ascertaining the law by which these results are accomplished. The operation of this thought process is seen in those fortunate natures that possess everything that others must acquire by toil, who never have a struggle with conscience because they always act correctly and can never conduct themselves otherwise than with tact, learn everything easily, complete everything they begin with a happily knack, live in eternal harmony with themselves without ever reflecting much what they do or ever experiencing difficulty or toil. Ooh, I can't, can't say it sounds good. That definitely sounds good to me, but I know we have to get to that point because a lot of us, of course, um, this isn't in the book, but like I said, a lot of us have that negative mindset first. We can't do something. It's all about luck. It's all this. It's all that. Instead of realizing that we can call these things into existence and start taking that action to get these things as well. The fruit of this thought is, as it were, a gift of the gods, but a gift with which few as yet realize, appreciate, or understand. The recognition of the marvelous power which is possessed by the mind under proper conditions and the fact that this power can be utilized, directed, and made available for the solution of every human problem is a tr is of transcend transcendental, transcendental importance. All truth is the same, whether stated in modern scientific terms or the language of apostolic times. There are timid souls who fail to realize that the very completeness of truth requires various statements. No one human formula will show every side of it. Changing emphasis, new language, novel interpretations, unfamiliar perspectives are not, as some suppose, signs of departure from truth. But on the contrary, there are evidence that the truth is being apprehended in new relations to human needs and is becoming more generally understood. The truth must be told to each generation and to every people in new and different terms. So that when the great teacher said, believe that ye receive and ye shall receive, or when Paul said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And when modern science says, the law of attraction is the law by which thought correlates with its object. Each statement when subjected to analysis is found to be to contain exactly the same truth. They only, the only difference being in the form of presentation. We are standing on the threshold of a new era. The time has arrived when man has learned the secrets of mastery and the way is be, being prepared for a new social order. 
more wonderful than anything ever, every heretofore, heretofore dreamed of. The conflict of modern science with theologies, the study of comparative religion, the, the tremendous power of new social movements, all of these are but clearing the way for the new order. They may have destroyed the traditional forms which have been antiquated and impotent, but nothing of value has been lost. A new faith has, a new faith has been born, a faith which demands a new form of, of expression, and this faith is taking form in deep consciousness of power, which is being manifested in the present spiritual activity found on every hand. Okay, y'all, okay, y'all, okay, y'all. Just want to make sure that y'all know again that this episode is sponsored by Speak Your Truth for Life Coaching, where you, of course, are inspired to think bigger and empowered to become who you are. Again, the Let's Date Bundle, of course, is on sale for 85% off. Make sure that you are picking that up today, especially if you're in a relationship where you and your partner are feeling like roommates. You all are tired of doing the same old, same old, mundane things every single day and just the same thing same thing you're just living like roommates and it's getting to be and it's getting to you i guess i put it that way and you want to do something different start dating y'all with the let's date bundle it comes with 13 pre-made and already done for you date nights actually a bonus 14 but 14th one as well so that's a bonus in there too so make sure that y'all check that out it's 85 percent off y'all check it out today the link is going to be in the show notes y'all the spirit which sleeps in the mineral, breathes in the vegetable, moves in the animal, and reaches its highest development in man is the universal mind. It behooves us to span the gulf between being and doing the theory and practice by demonstrating our understanding of the dominion which we have been given. By far, the greatest discovery of all the centuries is the power of thought. The importance of this discovery has been a little slow in reaching the general consciousness, but it has arrived in already in every field of research. The importance of this greatest of all great discoveries is being demonstrated. You ask, what does the creative power of thought consist? It consists in creating ideas, and these in turn objectify themselves by appropriate Appropriating, inventing, observing, discerning, discovering, analyzing, ruling, governing, combining, and applying matter and force. It can do this because it is an intelligent creative power. Thought reaches its loftiest activity when plunged into its own mysteries depth, mysterious depth. When it breaks through the narrow compass of self and passes through truth, from truth to truth, the region of external light where all which is, was, or ever will be, melt into one grand harmony. And don't forget, y'all, make sure that y'all are sharing this podcast episode with somebody who's looking to change, make changes in their life, and there's somebody that you care about that needs to hear this. Back to part number 11. From this process of self-contemplation comes inspiration, which is creative intelligence, and which is undeniably superior to every element force or law of nature because it is under because it can understand modify govern and apply them to its own ends and the purposes therefore possess them wisdom begins with the dawn of reason and reason is but an understanding of the knowledge and principles 
whereby we may know the true meaning of things. Wisdom then is illuminated reason. And this wisdom leads to humility, for humility is the largest part of the wisdom. We all know many who have achieved the seemingly impossible, who have realized long-term dreams, who have changed everything, including themselves. We have sometimes marveled at the demonstration of an apparently irresistible power, which seems to be ever available just when it's needed the most. But it is all clear now. All that is required is an understanding of certain definite fundamental principles and their proper application. For your exercise this week, concentrate on the quotation taken from the Bible. Whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Notice that there is no limitation. Whatsoever things is very definite and implies that the only limitation which is placed upon us is our inability to think. To be equal to the occasion, to rise to the emergency, to remember that faith is not a shadow but a substance. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That was powerful, y'all. Here's a quote. Death is but the natural process whereby all material forms are thrown into the crucible for reproduction and fresh diversity. Whew. Y'all, I'm out of breath, y'all. Lord have mercy. That was a kind of a long chapter, it seemed to me. Maybe it was just me, y'all. But that's part number 11, y'all. So. On to the study questions with answers. Number one, what is inductive reasoning? The process of the objective mind by which we compare a number of separate instances with each other until we see the common factor which give rise to them. Two, what has this method of studying accomplished? It has resulted in the, in the discovery of a reign of law which has marked an epoch in human progress. Three, what is it that guides and determines actions? It is need, want, and desire which in the largest sense induce, guide, and determine action. Four, what is the formula for unerring solution in, of every individual problem? We want to believe that our desire has already been, been fulfilled. Its accomplishment will then follow. Five, what great teachers advocated it? Jesus, Plato, and Swedenborg. Six, what, are the, what is the result of this thought process? We are thinking on the plane of the absolute and planting a seed, which is left undisturbed and will germinate into fruition. Seven, what is it scientifically exact? Because it is not, or why is it scientifically exact? Because it is natural law. Eight, what is faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Nine, what is the law of attraction? The law by which faith is brought into manifestation. Ten, what importance do you attract to an understanding of this law? It has eliminated the elements of uncertainty and caprice from men's lives and substituted law of reasoning and certitude. Powerful chapter, y'all. Powerful chapter. I'll see y'all in the next episode with part number 12. Like I said, I'm sure it should be a great episode as well. I want to thank y'all for, of course, listening in. Again, make sure that y'all share this out with somebody that you know. Share it on your social medias. Share it on your blog. Share it on your TikTok link. Share it everywhere, y'all. Make sure that y'all let folks know what's going on and that we're, I'm reading the Master Key System. The Master Key System will unlock all those things inside your brain, the thought processes, 
the thinking that we have to move us into that law of attraction, y'all, and manifesting those things, taking action on those things. We need that. And who you do, or who do you know do, do not need that? Everybody that I know needs that. And they'll get a sharing of this recording as well. But like I said, definitely make sure that you're sharing this too. We need everybody's, of course, participation here, y'all. So again, this is Tanetta Clay, your certified life coach here to, of course, inspire you to think bigger and to empower you to become who you are. Of course, I'm the social worker and that black girl who reads as well. So this is part number 11 of the Master Key System. I hope that y'all have definitely enjoyed this chapter, y'all. And I hope that you all are able to take something from this. Again, for those couples out there who are listening, make sure that you're getting the Let's Date bundle with the, uh, with the link in the description of, the, of this podcast. For those couples who are wanting to rekindle things inside and outside the bedroom. I know for my relationship, date night is definitely needed. We have date night all, at least once a week. We have to have that. If not, we don't feel connected. We don't feel like we're gelling together. We have to have that. So I know y'all have to have it too, y'all. So with that, again, let's get the Let's Day Bundle with the link in the bio. Take care, y'all. See y'all in the next episode.